back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Worldwide coverage from the North Pole to the South, where it's infinitely colder. We are told we have Shohei Biran warming up in the pen. We have Darren Dreger, our hockey insider from TSN, joining us on this game day. It is Sabres Maple Leafs tonight. Hi, Dregs. Happy holidays. How are you? Happy holidays to you guys. I'm doing well, thank you. Looking forward to the meeting that's in front of us, the weekends that are going on, everything, and the break. So uh, one thing I would need to know about, though, Duffer, is like what, what, what's with the Santa hat? I like it. It's just traditionally Santa's hat is red. So unless my computer is off yeah. here and the color has been skewed, that doesn't look <laughs> like red to me. I've had so many variations of the blue and gold one that has been yeah. uh, so graciously handed out by our community relations department every year when we do our <laughs> annual visit to Roswell Park. And then nice. the community relations department did me one better the last game as we were starting Winterfest here at Key Bank Center, and they bestowed a beautiful goat head, black and red Santa hat <laughs> that I wore for the entirety of the game. So, Drake's the real story here is I am chronically cold, so <laughs> I will take advantage of every opportunity to cheat the system cover up my head, and stay warm through every single broadcast. Thank you for noticing, though. It's I like a, it. It's a feel-good yep. moment for me. Yes. All right, Marty, hit him with the hard stuff. Okay, hit you with the hard stuff. Uh, a lot of goalies are getting hurt around oh. the National Hockey League, and there's got to be some some talk about trades, and Michael Hutchinson now signs with the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Seville is up with the Vegas, Vegas Golden, Golden Knights. Knights. So, uh, are we going to see goalie movement anytime soon? I know there's a freeze now, but uh, after the freeze. Yeah. Well, I mean, something has to give, so I want to say yes to that. Uh, I always hate just pure speculation because you, you need to have some substance. I, I checked in with the Montreal Canadiens earlier today because the Canadiens still have that three-goalie rotation going with Montemo, who recently yeah. signed the contract extension, and obviously you have the young Caden Primo and the not-so-young, the experienced Jake Allen. And there was a little chatter with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, my source wouldn't get specific to the teams, but he expects that once the freeze lifts and maybe interested GMs, GMs that are at least a little bit intrigued by Caden Primo, um, might want to see a yes. bit more of him Perhaps things heat up as you get uh, <laughs> relatively early into 2024. Beyond that, fellas, yeah, we, it, it's pretty quiet on the goalie. He played front, against the Sabres. Yeah. We want to see Caden Primo more as well. He stopped 46 shots here in <laughs> Buffalo a couple weeks and, back. And he, didn't and, play. He, and he can't get a game. So, oh, man. That's crazy. Well, that's what happens uh, when you've got well, the three goalie monster, right? And and look at Detroit just had to pick one up. I mean, Detroit was one of those teams that also had three goalies. What the reason we keep talking about the goalies though is a pretty obvious reason. You know, I you, you look at the relative inexperience in Buffalo, the New Jersey Devils. I'm sure that Tom Fitzgerald, if he had maybe a a mulligan, a do-over in the summer. I mean, the primary reason why he didn't really deeply engage with Connor Hellebuck in the Winnipeg Jets was because of the sticker shock. You know, we were, were reporting, that, oh, Hellebuck is going to need Andre Vasilevsky type of money, and that was just too much for the New Jersey Devils, so they pushed away. But it does feel, um, you know, Fitzgerald isn't acknowledging that there's desperation in in trying to land a goalie here, but... Many of his rivals across the National Hockey League are suggesting that the Devils do need to acquire a goalie. 
Well, it is Akira Schmid against Calvin Pickard between the Edmonton Oilers and the New Jersey <laughs> Devils tonight. Those are two teams that I would think would be in the market, right? Um, Stuart Skinner had a little bit of a success winning games, but the numbers are still not where they need to be. Are the Oilers still interested in acquiring somebody, or are they going to call up Jack Campbell? What's the, what's the goalie situation in Edmonton? Well, I, I think that they have to be open to that conversation. Although, you know, again, you talk to Edmonton and they think that, you know, they they need to potentially upgrade their bottom six up front. Maybe they need another defenseman. I mean, now you're covering all positions if you're trying to acquire a goalie on top of all that. And you've got a $5 million goaltender in Jack Campbell in the American Hockey League. But frankly, they can't recall Jack Campbell. He's not playing well enough to to be rewarded right. with that recall. That's the issue there. And I, I talked about this on Insider Trading on TSN earlier this week because you also have the Philip Broberg situation that continues to, I'll use the word fester, whether it's fair or unfair. He couldn't get into the NHL lineup with the Oilers because they're in win-now mode, yet he's playing 25, 27 minutes you know, with uh, Bakersfield in the American League. So is there a way that Ken Holland can use that piece? This guy was, what was he, eighth overall? I mean, he's a high pick. Um, and, and many believe that he'll be a good NHL defenseman, you know, maybe a top four NHL defenseman. Could Broberg be considered or used as a sweetener to attach to Jack Campbell to get that contract out so that Canada Holland either gets a, a player that he needs, maybe an upgrade in goal, or at least get some cap space that he can work with as we get closer to the deadline as well. Well, Dregs, with the goalies, and you just, you know, we just mentioned a lot of teams and many of them, like New Jersey, you know, were said to be interested in Gibson, for instance, from Anaheim. But Merzlikin's name comes up. Like Columbus was just here. They had three goalies on the roster. Markstrom, of yeah. course, was injured for Calgary. He's back. But, like, Gibson, Merzlikin's, Markstrom all carry that similar type of cap hit. Do we realistically yeah. think any of those guys are going to move in season? And because this is Sabres Live and the Sabres are in the situation that they're in right now, have you heard anything as to whether Buffalo is looking at alleviating their three-goalie situation? Not specifically. In fact, when I checked in with Buffalo, you know, all quiet. But that's not to say that, that Kevin Adams isn't making those, you know, uh, gestures or at least having those conversations. We know that he's, he's often involved in a little bit of everything. And it's also a time of year where um, – Teams have their scouting meetings, be it NHL, uh, sorry, pro or amateur, and, and they, they do that just as, as an update. So I would think that Kevin Adams absolutely is considering the possibilities that may exist out there. But it, it's still relatively early. And the other thing, you know, Duffer, when I look at the goalies that you've mentioned, those guys have some form of trade protection, right? Which right. Yeah. doesn't always necessarily gum it up or stop it in its tracks but in certain situations it can stop it in its tracks i was told this morning keep a real close eye on on calgary and i don't know that it's related to to markstrom in that group i mean we can all look at you know the depending on restricted free agents and can appreciate what craig conroy may or may not do there with those pieces on the trade block but i was told by another gm this morning that really the only team that looks to be the most active moving forward is Calgary. So if they're selling off those pieces, I mean, mm -hmm. 
if you're Jacob Markstrom, do you want to hang in there for the next couple of years if they're going through a retool? If you're Nazem Kadri, do you want to hang in there if you're going like tough contracts? Certainly, Kadri's contract might be a little apprehensive in season, maybe better off in the off season. But I can't dismiss that possibility when I'm looking at an experienced goalie like that. Uh, it is Christmas season, which means the World Juniors, which mean 18- and 19-year-old players. There is a bunch in the National Hockey League. We all know Connor Bedard. Uh, we saw Adam Fintilli here with Columbus the other night. He looked good. We have Zach Benson here. The uh, Anaheim Docs have Leo Carlson, second overall last summer. And they had what they called the Leo plan, which is, well, you can't play every game. But, I mean, why be in the NHL if you, you know, can't play every game? So, they're going to change that Leo plan a little bit in Anaheim with uh, Leo Carlson? Yeah, it sounds like it. Pierre Lebrun was talking about this earlier this week as well. And I, I, I think it's just giving him more responsibility because they feel like he's perhaps ready to take that next step. I mean, this kid looks like he is going to be a legit player at this stage. But I look, I, I like the approach by the Anaheim Ducks, whether it's with Leo Carlson or some of their other younger pieces. You know, when we talk about rebuilds in the NHL, people don't realize how long it takes. Well, you guys do. Eh, Buffalo people understand how long that was nasty. a rebuild That was takes. mean. <laughs> Dregs. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Detroit Red Wings fans, yeah, they, they know what a rebuild's all about. Um, I don't feel like Buffalo wants any part of having to go through that again anytime soon. But in Anaheim, they're slowly coming out of it, but they're not out of it yet. And they know that they still have probably a year, maybe two. So why wouldn't you be super careful, but then reward a kid like Leo Carlson when you feel like he can handle more? We're already in the NHL, fellas, talking about load management with with certain <laughs> young players. Load management. Like Matt Potter plays yeah. for the, the Boston Bruins. Now he's he's with Team Canada in Sweden getting ready for the World Junior Championship. But that was a big part of, of planning around him over the last month or so was load management. Well, so maybe that's what the Ducks have done with Leo Carlson to this point. So he's picking up points, but the victories <laughs> are hard to come by. Pat Kane mm. and the Red Wings, they are 1-6-1 and one since he joined. It's not about Kane. I'm speaking tongue-in-cheek here as far as, you know, him being there and their lack of success. But... Might there be a little bit of concern going on in Detroit as to what has happened here in this stretch? Because up until it, they were obviously yeah. progressing very well, and many people yeah. were thinking, geez, they're a, they're a step ahead here. Yeah, I, I mean, the numbers are what they are. Uh, I feel like it's coincidental, and I think that you you prefaced yeah. it perfectly by saying this isn't about Patty Kane. Um but now I, you know, I look at three teams in the East, and, and we're seeing a video of the Detroit Red Wings. So you look at Detroit and the fact that they've sagged. I, I think it was somewhat predictable, but maybe not as significant as it's been over the last seven, eight games. Uh, we look at Buffalo, obviously, deep disappointment in Buffalo. Everybody thought that the Buffalo Sabres were, you know, more or less ready to, to take that next step. And then obviously you have to look at the Ottawa Senators. So they're... Three teams that I think all of us felt were potentially going to contend for a playoff spot, right? Um, I still feel like Detroit is the closest of the three. I think that Detroit is going to, to find a way to, to get some of this back. But if we can be specific to Patrick Kane, 
This is what some clubs were worrying about. You know, and look, I mean, he, he was getting points with the New York Rangers when he could barely skate because of the pain and the mm-hmm. issues that he had, right? So how much of this is going to influence what the Red Wings want to do with Pat Kane after this season or what other teams may have interest in Patrick Kane at the end of the season? Because he obviously had other options and probably had two-year, maybe three-year options outside of Detroit. Wow. Um, you mentioned the Ottawa Senators. Uh, this or that, Dregs, is the next Ottawa Senators general manager in the organization right now. Yes yeah. or no, this or that? Yeah, I, I, yes. I, I, I mean, that's the way it looks in Ryan Bonus. That's who you're talking about here, Marty, obviously. And I go back to a conversation that I had with Steve Stales probably a, a month or so ago. You know, it might have been a bit longer than that. It was probably around the time where Pierre Dorian got let go as general manager. Um, and, and you know, Stales was pretty transparent with everyone at that point. He just said he, he wanted to take his time to get to know all the hockey operations people because he felt like, there were good, talented, if not GM candidates, just talented hockey people that needed more responsibility. And certainly Ryan Bonus was part of that. It it does feel like if Stales was going to hold on to the position of GM, he would have done that by now. Uh, I know that he was sitting in in hockey operations meetings as a GM, like, you know, special teams meetings, things like that. Uh, so it, it it does seem likely that they hire within or we'd hear more about some of the candidates that they're talking to. That stuff never stays under the radar. But I'll tell you this, and it's related to the coaching. You know, it doesn't seem like they're, they're going to do anything. They'll keep Jacques Martin as the interim coach with Danny Alfredson there to help him out until the end of the season. But a few guys that I've talked to who you would think would be candidates for that job as head coach of the Ottawa Senators – they're apprehensive. They like to look at that team in terms of, of what they've got um, and the upside of where they might be in a year or two. But you've got to you've got to nail down that position. Who's the general manager? Mm-hmm. Experienced coaches don't want to go into a situation where, you know, hockey operations isn't complete. So it's going to be an area that uh, Stales will address. Well, following Marty's dis or dat, uh, we end with this one, uh, Dreg's dis or dat. What's colder, the Arctic or Antarctica? Jeez, I don't know. I, the Arctic? It's a 50-50 question. No, it is the South Pole. It's the South Pole, Dreg's. Uh, it is way colder down in the South Pole than it is at the North Pole. That's why Santa oh. has made his home the North Pole, because it is not as cold up there. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, now, now that you've explained it that way, related to Santa, it makes perfect sense. Yes. Hey, and it's a quicker trip from the North Pole to here than it would be from the South Pole, which is why Santa and Mrs. Claus are here at the concourse tonight as part of Winterfest. Dregs, Merry Christmas. Awesome. Happy holidays. Thank you for everything, as always. We'll see you soon. Yeah, you bet, fellas. Happy holidays to you. And in the meantime, have a great weekend.